Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you, he, thank you for joining me here for another exciting episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, many would say, Jeanette, what is this show about today? Why are you doing it today? But I first want to say happy heavenly birthday to both my mother, Regine or Jean Brooks Sistrunk, as well as my grandmother, Rosalie Sistrunk Hightower. And I know I was still posting stuff on Facebook and putting the information out there, but if you knew me as a child, a teenager, a young adult even living in Oceanside, or if you grew up in Compton, Joyce Lane, I see you, you know you can call in too. And if you grew up in Compton, California, between the time frame of the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, even the 90s, many of you may have encountered or dealt with, either good or bad, with my mama or my grandma. <laughs> and I'm laughing because that is a part of my genetic makeup, and some people didn't even realize who my grandmother was, especially if you grew up in the front hood over there on 133rd. So many of my Facebook friends, I had to remind them um, that was my grandmother, or they know my mother from some of the stories that have occurred. But a lot of people didn't even know they, they shared the same birthday, which they did. My baby sister's birthday was the 16th. My mother's birthday was the 17th. Boogie's birthday was the 6th. I used to say, I can't stand October because everybody's birthday was in October but mine. I'm an April baby. I wasn't in October. So in honor of my grandmother, who based on the age my auntie said would have been 95 and my mother would have been 75 and I would have loved to have seen that, especially as vain as my mother was, how she would look at 75, even though people get me confused with her now, I want to say happy birthday. Not going to make it to the cemetery today but I will make it out there this weekend to put flowers on their grave, which I always do. So I want to first call out on my caller because today's topic, we're going to be talking about neighborhood mothers. And that is a term that we shouldn't take lightly, but that's something that's also missing today in our communities. Many of our communities don't have that mother that's sitting on the porch trying to check somebody's kid or telling them, baby, you know you shouldn't be doing this, or if a parent was having a problem with their child, you send them next door to the other person's house, or when a child would get a whooping, it would go from one house to the next house to the next house, because these mothers wasn't playing. Now, I know that there are more mothers out there. They got Miss Williams. They got Miss Cook. They had Miss Polidoro on my street. We had a whole lot of mothers that was considered neighborhood mothers. But I'm going to say one thing. I never forget it. My cousin told me, you know, your mama was a gangster. I'm like, maybe my mother was a gangster. My mother was places she had no reason to be in. She was not playing. But one thing for sure, she took care of her neighborhood and her neighborhood kids. Let me log on this first caller. This is ridiculous. How are you doing? This is Sean. And you know my mom was you know, my mother was definitely one of the neighborhood mothers. But and mm-hmm. you just spoke over Miss Cook. Yeah, it was Carolyn Sue Cook. Everybody knew her as Sue. She was definitely the neighborhood mother and everybody knew when she was coming. Mhm. 
And, you know, today, you know, and, and Sean, you know I grieve differently, you know, and I told you that. Where most individuals would probably be sitting in the bed crying or whatever the case may be. And I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. today is actually my mother's birthday and my grandmother's birthday. So in honor of their birthday, I'm trying to keep that spirit alive by celebrating their birthdays. And Joyce Lane just posted on Facebook Live, your mom and Miss Polidor were very cool. You know, because sometimes it's like that song, Give Me My Flowers While I Yet Live. I miss a lot of our neighborhood mothers. And it wasn't until I heard, I think it was Pike tell a story about my mother, how she protected people. I remember, I'll never forget, girl, one day we was outside, and Damon got into it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Girl, Damon was in a shootout, running down the street, said, excuse me, Miss Brooks, excuse me, Miss Brooks. And just, oh, mm-hmm. really? You know, and all the times that the young men were in trouble, they would hide in my mother's backyard, you know, sleep in the I would be like, there was so many different girls. I thought Bruno lived there, you know. <laughs> But she wouldn't let them do bad, but she had mm-hmm. their back. She mm-hmm. had their back. That, that, that same, I, I totally identify with that because you know she mm-hmm. was the same way. She would get on everybody's case, definitely. But to mm-hmm. be honest, if, if, if they ran here, she did protect them, uh, good or bad. I don't know if that was the wrong thing to do or not, but at the end of the day, she took care of her neighborhood, but she would get on and on uh-huh. all of us. And, and, and you know what? And that's what it seems like a lot of us are missing today, because today many of us don't even know the kids that even live on our street. Or we get to that point right. where, you know, you don't want to say something to these younger parents because as soon as you say something, they get offended. How dare you say something to my child? How dare you? You know, and even myself growing up, I've, I've heard a lot of my my kids' friends where when I was coaching or I was doing things, how I played a role in their lives, and I didn't realize that I kind of picked up that tradition from my mother and my grandmother. I didn't realize that because we got it honest. We got it honest. Uh-huh. Now, even you know what, you have a lot in common. I'm sorry. We have a lot in common because, you know, I don't know if you remember or not, but, you know, my mother's birthday is this month as well. You know, she's she's the end of the month, but she's the 29th. So, with that, you know, it's a lot in common with the, with all of us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, you know, well, you know, you know I did grieve terribly, but now, you know, I guess when October comes, and there's only been, it's just going to be two years soon. And, you know, all it does is make me think of everything she did. Like, I'm pretty sure that's why you're doing this show, because you feel the same way. When this time, when these times come around, the holidays and their birthdays, you think about everything they did and the good, you know, the good times, bad times, the neighborhood times, Lord, they, they were something else. They were so they left their mark and they left their mark right here in our neighborhood. And that's what I'm talking about. I see David Bryan is on here watching. David, you know you could call in too. Even though you really haven't seen me, seen me since 
since we were like 14, 17, except for on Facebook. But I remember when David and Byron them used to come to my house, and they lived on one side of the neighborhood, or the one side of Compton. I lived on the other side of Compton. But we all, she always made sure everybody was safe, no matter what. They were safe. I got a caller calling in. Let me lock this person on. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, number ending in 8-1. How are you doing? Hi, Jeanette. This is Selena. Oh, how you doing, Selena? I'm good. I'm on lunch at work. I said, well, let me chime in for a little while. Thank you. I appreciate you. You know, I'm just grateful to have a platform to be able to do stuff like this. I appreciate it because this is doing something that's kind of non-traditional, but it gives us the ability for our voices to be heard because we never know how we may be helping another person that may have just lost their mother or father that may be struggling with the grief process. We never know. We never know. We don't even know who's listening. So I appreciate you guys supporting the show, coming on to the show, and sharing. So what would you like to add to this topic, Selena, as we talk about neighborhood mothers? Oh, um, you know, I first of all, you know, Sue is like my godmother. I've been knowing. Sue met me when I was about six or seven years old. And I can say that I respect Sue to the fullest as well as your mom, Jean. Jean and, and Sue was one of the two writer mamas on the, on the block. You didn't get past not now one of them home, and you didn't say hi. You you know, and they made sure we stayed kids. If we was doing something that we had no business doing, they made sure that they recommended us, and I appreciate all of that. I appreciate mm-hmm. it to this day. Mhm. And you know what? And yeah, that's I'm, where I'm, people making a difference. You know, my I watch my mother yeah. teach women how to be women. I talk, watch my mm-hmm. mother teach young men how to treat women, how to survive. And I mean, and yeah, and she may have been a bad influence for some of them because I remember I was at one of my relatives' funeral and Jimmy was sharing with me a, a venture that he had with Jean when she had got into a fight with fish and he didn't know what to do and he had just got there, you know. So the thing is good, bad, or indifferent, they still played a role. The neighborhood mothers played a role in people's lives because they were protectors, they were providers, they were nurturers, they were educators, they were guidance, they they would pray for you, cuss you out all at the same So I appreciated that. I, I truly appreciated it. And even now today... What, did you, what was you saying, Selena? I said, you know, I appreciate it each and every day. I I promise you, I, I you know, I was really very close to Sue. 
because of me and Sean Cook being friends growing up. But I think about her every day in some form or fashion. Just things that I see people do, I find myself mimicking the same thing that she would do if, if we was in the car together. Or even mm-hmm. saying the same thing while I'm raising my grandson on the mm-hmm. right ways of doing things and the wrong way of doing things and how people are always watching you. And people mm-hmm. and the kids always look up to you. So always make sure that you represent at all times. And I appreciate that from too. I really mm-hmm. do. And then after they say something to you, they go and tell your parents what they said to you. They didn't hide nothing. They really did. You know what? And we we all knew there's a difference now. You know, I'm not trying to put down today's generation, but it's a difference. Our mothers stood, they stood firm, like, when Miss Polidor came down that street with that belt, we all got scared. And most of the time, we knew she wasn't coming for us, but we we all know that, hey, don't get in the way because she will tear you up just as fast as she's going. And we know most of the time she was going after Van A, but we, we know she didn't play. We know she didn't play. We know she might be coming for us, so we knew to back up. And, 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 and you know, they, you couldn't run and tell your mother, on the on the next mm-hmm. mother, and, you know, because they mm-hmm. they stood they stood their ground, and they did. I I you know I wish every day that it could still be like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what you up when you said that, Sean? And I know you didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to go to quite a few because I don't think your mama lets you. But we used uh-huh. to go to the neighborhood party, and people would say, Jeanette. Your mom is outside. Girl, okay, he was yeah. a party with a blue robe, her hood on her head, tennis <laughs> shoes, with a thirty-eight in her pocket. I was run <laughs> out the back door. <laughs> I was run out the back door trying to get I, away. I remember hearing about those. Ooh, I remember hearing her about that with that in the thirty-eight in that pocket. She didn't play, but I remember that robe. <laughs> I remember that robe. I sure do. I, I definitely do. Girl, would Jean yeah. put on that robe and them tennis shoes and put that hood over her head? Oh, she on the warpath. She coming looking for you. I would. Be, I remember going through the quarter pocket and trying to hang out with my friends and tell me that you your mama looking for you. I run down North Street to come off Canal Street because I was over there. Johnny Manuel's in the house having me a good old time. Girl, girl, my auntie is on. Let me log my auntie on. I mean, those are just some of the things that about my mother, and one of the things that she would do is so we wouldn't be at other people's parties, she would allow us to have our own. And even some of our parties became a mess if people got out of control. Hey, Auntie, I know I just love Samantha. How are you doing today? I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I was looking at your Facebook posting, and I know this is hard for you because you lost two mothers. You know, Man, you had your biological mother, Rosie Lee Sistro, as well as being raised with me as my sister mama. I mean, my, yeah, my sister auntie. Right. I know this is hard for you to have to deal with. And you made something, and you said something that was interesting in regard to as we age. Because as we're aging now, we don't have nobody. I got to call you and be like, auntie, right. 
da, 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 da. Because we don't have nobody that we can go to now and share these things that we're dealing with, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's with our our health, whether it's we don't know. We, it's like we're in a we're like a lost generation because many of our neighborhood mothers have transitioned. So yes, I don't want you have. to be punk or to be sitting sad. And this is my way of keeping their memories alive. And like I was telling um, Sean and Selena, I'm grateful to have this platform. Even when I was talking to my clients today, they were like, you're not taking the day off? You're not? No. No. Because I grieve differently. I'm going to handle mm-hmm. this. I know how. Laugh, eat, and have fun. I thought about going to the casino, and I heard Mama's voice say, don't use me as no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Mama's words is clear that don't you be using me as no excuse. I'm like, ooh. Right. Mama, like, Mama had a, Mama That's had all this. I'm go to the casino tonight. Mama, don't be using me as no excuse. I said, oh, I guess I'll stay home. You said, I guess That's I'll stay enough. home then, huh? I guess I'll stay home. Girl, because I'm thinking I can go to the parlor, have me a good old time. I can play some poker. I can... I could just have me, because that's my go-to thing. When I, Girl, Mama said, I'm going to use me as no excuse, and I got to be obedient. <laughs> that's the way I feel about Sue when I want to cry, because, you know, Sue wasn't about that crying. That mm-hmm. If you notice, I, you, I can count the times I've seen my mother shed a tear, and it's, I'm going to be honest, not, not too many funerals, but some, very few. Mm-hmm. I think she could she literally just, had like one or two, you know, teardrops when Jason, you know, passed. But she she wasn't a crier, and she didn't believe in that, and it's instilled in me. So I feel guilty when I, you know, try to cry. But if that's, let, me, that's let just, me tell you the you know, crying part. Let me, let me tell you the crying part. I'm not going to say my mother didn't cry. Cause my mother would say crying makes the head hurt, and she'll say I ain't no mm-hmm. punk-ass B-I-T-C-H, okay? And you but let, right. her let her get in trouble. Her and my grandmother and Samantha, because I'm telling on you too, Samantha, they would yeah. wail and boo-hoo and cry and get you to feel sorry for them, and they laughing at you at the same time. John, one time I tried that. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work for me. <laughs> I was trying to cry with my daughter. I tried to cry with the IRS. They was like, well, how many cars do you have? How many houses do you have? How many? I'm like, what that got to do with anything? And I'm just boohoo and cry, girl. My daughter, Keisha, was laughing at me. You don't I'm know laughing. when to cry. Yeah, Amen. I don't know. One time we was at work. I'm telling this story. You ain't going to never let me live this one down, huh? No, I'm not. We was at work. <laughs> I didn't want to go to work because me and Samantha had parties the night before. I'm tired as heck. No one I didn't get no sleep. That's a we need to go to work. We just need to go to work. Okay, I get up, get dressed, go to work. Samantha in the office with the supervisor in there, boo-hoo, crying. <laughs> they tell me, can you give her a ride home? Hell no, I ain't giving her a ride home. She's going to go ahead and let them see how hurt she is. Knowing she's just sleepy from partying the night before. And they don't tell me I got to give her a ride home. Nope. <laughs> oh my and they didn't have Uber then. 
Yeah, they had Uber. So my mother and grandmother do the cry when it was convenient. They'll shoot you and cry over your body. Amen. Lord. And you be thinking, oh, they so sad. They ain't sad. No. <laughs> they said, girl, oh, that, that's my story about the crying thing. But I couldn't cry. I'm mm-mm. They're crying, but Lord, deal. Oh, they're crying in trouble. Just to get out of it. Okay, I got well, another caller. You what? You said you feel the that? I still that do that to this day. That never worked for me. When I tried to, it blew up in my face. I can't be the dancer in distress. People be looking at me like, what well, you know what? 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 What they taught me was that it's not like a damsel in distress. You don't, you know, mm-hmm. people think you so hard that when you do cry, it got to be serious. Mm-hmm. It has to be something serious. Mm-hmm. Because I don't cry. But when I do, and it's usually about something that I don't have no business crying about or I'm not even sad about or something. It's just that I don't feel like doing whatever it is they want me to do. Yeah, that particular day, you don't want to go to work. You you gonna make me go. I did not want to go to work. But you always I go didn't. though. You always show up. You supposed to show tired. up and let them send you home. That's the that's what you supposed to do with a job. You're not supposed you to go. Didn't tell me. You were supposed to go and have them send you home. You didn't they tell me that though. You in office. You didn't tell me the plan. <laughs> I got mad. It, it wasn't the way we was raised, though. You go to work, you go to school, and let them send you home. That's let the them truth. send that you home, right? Yeah, Sean, that's the way we were raised. Sean, he didn't tell me the. He didn't tell me we were going to do. So I didn't know. I didn't know plan. Okay, we just walked on another caller, number ended at 27. How are you doing today as we're talking about neighborhood mothers and then I'm throwing my auntie up under the bus? <laughs> How are you doing? Okay, I guess that person don't want to say anything. Number is it in 27. And it's sad. You know, sometimes we don't even remember our own phone numbers. You know, back in the day That's we knew. True. Numbers, grandmothers. I can tell you my grandmother's number, but can't even tell you my own home phone number. That's a shame. So you that's know another phone number I still remember. Who? Miss Wood, Didi Mama. Mhm. Uh-huh. I still remember Miss was- next door to me, uh, Selena's grandmother. As a matter of fact, I still remember mm-hmm. her. Yeah, that's crazy. You know Numbers, but nowadays, like I said, if you ask me, today, what's your home number? I don't know. Girl, it's so bad to mention my home phone to ring. I won't even answer because I know I ain't never gave a number out. <laughs> I didn't get a number out. I had a home but, phone so long and I never used it, and it was never a phone plug then until I forgot about it. And I finally, when I remembered, I just had it turned off. So okay, now, now I have another story about neighborhood mothers I got to share. Um, I'm sure mm-hmm. my mother, back in the day, we didn't have cell phones until we got some brick, brick phones. And I always mm-hmm. thought I was smarter than my mother and my grandmother. But see, but my grandmother was my partner in crime. But my mother tried to get me back when my grandmama died by telling me, you thought you was her favorite. 
you wasn't her favorite. Dietschy was her favorite. They committed more crimes than you and her did. I'm like, like that's something I'm not going to be bragging about. Okay. You know. Right. That ain't nothing to be bragging about. No, but that's what she told me. You thought she was her favorite. You wasn't her favorite. Dietschy was her favorite. Really? I don't care about that because me and Mama had a you special her, relationship. Look, what, Jeanette, look, you was her favorite when you was with her. Thank you. Thank you. It's my turn now. <laughs> but what her and Dietschy did was none of my business, so I didn't want to be part of none of that mess in the first place. So that was the thing. But what I would do, when I would get mad at Jean, I would go tell Mama on Jean. Because to me, Jean was only scared of two people besides God, Mama and Carter. If I go tell Jean or Carter, I knew she was going to get in trouble. But what pissed me off with Carter was when Jean broke Boogie's leg, and I called Carter and said, your wife just broke your daughter's leg, and I wanted Carter to do something. He didn't do nothing. I got mad. So I wish <laughs> Mama was alive because Mama would have got on her about that. So I would go tell oh. I would tell I was a tattletale when it came to stuff like that. But Jean would get mad at me. So I'm telling you. I'm, I'm just realizing how much we had in common. Before I used to tell my grandmother on school, too. I sure did. I'm telling I'm telling Jeanette so, tell on everybody, though. It ain't, Jeanette tell on everybody. <laughs> Girl, I'll call the police on my old son. Jean cover for Reggie. I'm calling the police. <laughs> That's a job. Before I go to jail, does that kill him? I'm calling the police. Let them do their job. But getting back to the phone thing, Jean called herself to try to punish me and not let me be on the phone because I would call Sean. I called all my little friends. We doing all of this stuff on the phone. So Jean took all the phones out the house, every single phone. I went next door to Reevee House and borrowed the phone. Phone rang. I thought it was one of my friends. It wasn't my friend. It was Jean. What you doing on my phone? I said, what you call for if you knew you took all the phones out the house? <laughs> Master, <laughs> your mom, all, I mean, your sister always knew when I was up to no good. I think Jean is the only person I know that would pretend to go to work, park around the corner or down the street, and wait for her house to become the party house. Because we would play like we would sleep up until it was time for her to go to work. And Jean be standing outside watching everything we were doing. That must be where I got it from. Jean would either go across the street to Miss Scott's house and watch, or she would stand on the corner of Lunum Street about it. We would think she was at work, and Jean would watch everything we were doing. Or we'd wait till the she last minute. She we- had but- what kind of daughter right. she had? I know what kind I of daughter she had. <laughs> well, the problem was she was so busy watching me, she missed Boogie. She missed Boogie. But Boogie knew not to do her shit in the house. Yeah, yeah. She was so busy. She was so hard on me. So, and, Sean, you knew when we were 14, 13 years old, how we would want to hang out and how Jane used to fuss at us and all of that, man. And I know Sean was scared of Jean. <laughs> Sean used to come down the street like she was scared of I, I was scared of Sue. Everybody was scared of Jean. <laughs> I was scared of Sue, too, though. They both, man. They, like you said, they was right. Ooh, they was right. It's for real. 
They didn't play mm-hmm. no games. Like just be single mothers. They didn't. We didn't need no um, fathers in the house because they was both uh, all rolled up in the one. They wasn't yeah. no jokes. And they paid attention. We may not have mm-hmm. thought they was paying attention and stuff, but they were. They were. Now, Samantha, you know, and the stories that we got with Mama, when we would get into neighborhood fights, I didn't call Mama. I don't know how Mama always knew when to show up. But Mama Nobody called Mama. She <laughs> would be driving down the street in that black Cadillac, and I'd be like, oh, hell. Here <laughs> she comes. My dear didn't have nothing when Mama showed up. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. Samantha, to this day, to this day, when we got into the fight next door, some people, and Mama pulled up with her purse and was hitting people in the head. Nobody knew it was bricks in that purse. It was coins. It was quarters. It was coins in the purse? It was rolled coins. Yeah, it was rolled <laughs> coins in that purse. It was, all it was the like. It had nothing to do with Mama hitting them girls in the head with that purse and all them little kids. Right. Mm-hmm. They weren't teenagers. And Coming every time she cracked them, it would crack it. And they you, said you, that uh, Mama had a gun in her purse. Mama had rolled coins in her purse. You wouldn't. I'll never yeah, forget. I she had like three bags, three Crown Royal bags, and each one had ro- um, coins in it. <laughs> and that's you what she was Mama cracking them upside the head with. Mama could have got us locked up for the rest of our life. I thank God I'm free. <laughs> you, did you hear me? Because yeah, I remember when y'all went to jail. Wait, wait, who said that? Prison cause, uh, she used to put batteries in in the socks, y'all. Like she'd been to prison. She ain't never been to jail a day. Well, she had, she was arrested for a ticket, but yeah, she used to put the um, batteries in the socks. And well, she, like I, I never say, I did go to jail. Mm-hmm. Nested with Mama and Jean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was, I remember that, that time y'all went time. to jail. Wait, wait, Samantha. That yeah. was the one time I saw Mama cry because I, was I don't just know. Going to say they was y'all was crying in jail. I remember that. I wasn't crying because I had never been arrested like that before. So I wasn't go go. But after Mama got handcuffed, Jean got handcuffed because they said everybody else was going to jail in the house until Mama and Jean, until then Jean came out. You know me. If I had a window to get out of, I'd have been gone because y'all ain't taking me to jail. So when Jean got arrested, I was the only one left, so I had no choice. Because if I didn't come out, all the kids and everybody would go go to jail or go to wherever because we didn't know about social services and foster care. We didn't know about stuff like that back then. So when I got arrested with them, and we all sitting in the jail cell. <laughs> yes, yes, somehow, yes. somehow, they realized that I was a minor. <laughs> I couldn't be with adults. Yeah. Mama said, y'all taking my baby. Y'all taking my baby. I'm thinking... Which, 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 Mama had nothing to do with that because that was all my bright idea to go up there and jump on that woman. Mama had nothing. But what I didn't know was Mama had already beat the woman with a hammer before I got over there. 
I did not know that that woman had already been beat up with a hammer because I, we didn't even go to Mama's. <laughs> we didn't. Girl, I went it's all, all it takes is for one phone call from your grandmother and the whole city of Compton was on alert. Because after they yeah, took down Mama there, didn't you know, call. Mama didn't that's call. I'm talking I'm about... Like,
So that was a joke. I'm going to call David and put him on this call anyway because I meant to call him and I didn't because I just want to make sure he's okay because David have it hard too because he's his last living brother. And that's very uh-huh. hard for him. Very hard. And I don't know yeah. how he's doing I today. Actually, I actually sent Lynn a message too because she does the same thing, didn't she? She's the last living sibling. Mm-hmm. I, I sent very, her a message. I don't know if she got it. Yeah. And he's not even answering his phone, so I'm going to have to go on him. I might have to make a, a run to Compton just to see if i got to pop him on the side of the back of his head. <laughs> he's been doing good, yeah. Master, as far as I know, but he ain't answering the phone. Yeah, he called me. He did? Okay. Because he's not answering the phone right now. So I just got to always make sure he's in a good mind space because David will only call me when he really want to talk. And, you know, David's not a talker. So when he calls right. me to talk, I listen, because I know my uncle needs somebody to listen to him because he's going to do some things. So I will definitely do that. So I do need to check up on him. And I, I haven't called Pee Wee because I, I don't feel like <laughs> well, I, didn't yeah. try to call. I didn't know you could call somebody while we were in the air. You got to rush oh, her off the phone. Talk. Like, I'm going to say, how are you doing? Yeah, um, well, you just check on your siblings, Samantha, and just make sure that they're good because I know that, like I said, today is hard, and this is a day, especially at 95 and 75, I would love to have seen what they would be like. I would love to. Oh, my to. God, too. Me, too. When Me, you, too. When you, when you said 95, 75, I would count with my fingers and my toes. I'm counting backwards. I'm like, that ain't adding up. And then I saw where you you made a copy of the the um the gravestone. I said, okay, well maybe she is right. I said, but my numbers was off because I thought she was seventy four. And I mean, then I girl, I'm about to go get my birth certificate because you know all their numbers gonna be adding up sometimes. So we on the I had initially put ninety four and seventy four, but then I remembered that my was thirty three years older than me when I was born. That's why I was born. I had to add this birthday. That's what gave him the mm-hmm. 95. But, See, you I know, always back thought in May, that Mama was like, I thought Mama, I thought Mama had Jean on her 22nd birthday. I knew it was 20-something. It was 20-something years apart. But I didn't know if it was 21, 22, but the way you put it is 20. So I always thought it was like 22. But, yeah, so that number. Mama was born at 27 and Jean was born at 47. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm just, oof. But I would have loved to have seen it. I mean, Mama didn't care about ages. Jean did. Jean didn't yeah. want to be at all. She wanted to be cute all the time. She wanted, you know, she was very vain. She just, I would have loved to have seen her at 75. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ryder. I tell Ryder all the time, I can't wait till you get 50. Teacher said, Mom. You know, when he get fifty, you gonna be a hundred. I don't care if I'm be a hundred or not. I just can't wait to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. <laughs> I think thing about my mother and my grandmother. I think my grandmother passed away um, at a younger age than I am now. I believe she was only like sixty three. So I'm, I would have loved to been for her to been able to be alive, just to see all the her great grandchildren. I think it would have been great, great by now. 
They were all something else. Great, great. Close to great, great, great. So, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, Sue got, now Sue got to see that. My grandmother never mm-hmm. got to see. She never even got to see all, her, all of her grand. So it would have been, you know, it would have been amazing for them to be able to see that, you know. Jean got and to I see hope I'm one. Jean got to see Tyena. She got to see Tyena. Tyena really don't remember Jean because Tyena was five years old when Jean died. Jean died mm-hmm. on, Jean died actually um, two days, Buddy was only two days old. Because Buddy's birthday is February 15th, Jean died February 17th. So when mm-hmm. I went to leave to go to check on Buddy, Jean was still in her transitioning, but she never got a chance mm-hmm. to see her firstborn grandson, but she got to see Tyena. Um, wow. So but, I mean, her and Jasmine, because Jasmine's method is like Tootie. Jasmine is a ooh. I'm not going to say it's a ooh. That Jasmine? <laughs> so, I mean, those are just some of the things that, you know, and, and, and how we celebrate. And like I said, we start talking about neighborhood mothers, and we're not even talking about Mama on 133rd. Do you know something that a lot of don't even know that I'm the same kid from 133rd. <laughs> they don't even know. <laughs> you say they don't. Like, no. <laughs> nope, don't even know. Dee Dee knew, you know, Crockett knew, but like Jamie and all of them, they never knew I was building it. They never knew I was the same kid. You don't need some 133rd. They didn't know. <laughs> A lot of people never really put it together. I remember growing up hearing Ronald and Donald, and then as I got older, and I mean on Facebook, and I'm looking at Ronald and Donald, I went to the Woolbrook reunion and was walking with Donald and didn't even know who he was until wow. he started about his twin, and I'm like, wait a minute, and I heard Donald hung out at Mama's house more than Ronald did. Yeah. Wow. They don't know me like that. The diapers right. would have remembered because we were close yeah. to the diapers. Yeah, a lot we of live people, next door. Correct, correct. A lot of people did not know I was that same little bad girl that was following behind you. He's like, go, going to dances at 12 and 13.
put on Lizzie's big old clothes, shoes. I climbed out the window. <laughs> I came to your birthday party. You say, if you don't get out of here. <laughs> you had a party down at Pig's house on Stockwell. <laughs> and I tried to blend in with the <laughs> I got a big old shoe. I I had a plan. Oh, you ain't telling me I can't come to the party. <laughs> Oh, you know what? And I'm flipping that, and I said, "Well, when I die, people are gonna have a whole lot of stories still." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I climbed out of You're gonna, you gonna need a monitor, girl. We're gonna be able to help you go up there and be like, "Nope, we're not talking about that today." <laughs> no, because I, I got good and I got bad. <laughs> we're but not talking about that today. And you think about those days, stuff? we had those good, no, we had those good times like that. You know, I know we were using fake IDs and all that. They, boy, the young people don't have those advantages, do they? I know that it was wrong, but at the end of the day, they don't, they don't get to do all that. We can, no. we can go to clubs at 21 and over at, at clubs at 18 and 17. They don't, they don't get to do that. Couldn't no, they don't. But you know yeah. what? But the Couldn't thing is, up, like up, we always and, had somebody that was protecting us. We always had somebody right. that was for us. I remember Zeddy Mae Harvest in her neighborhood on the west side. She was a neighborhood mother to where people mm-hmm. always knew to go over there to eat at her house. They could go. I would go over there because she was a neighborhood mother. You know, or when uh-huh. I would be in trouble, whatever the case may be, I'm going over there to talk to Miss Zeddy. You know, I miss Miss Zeddy. I miss, I, I don't know if you, and I had mentioned her name earlier when we talked about AJ, and um, now I can't even think of the woman's name. I know her name was Beatrice, but that lives across mm-hmm. the street from me. Them, you know, it was just so many. The Polydors, Miss, um, the, the old lady that Jean married, CC Mama, wouldn't let us walk on her grass. I was the only one to walk on her grass. <laughs> but... These are women that rule that neighborhood. They right. Not Even if they didn't get along with each other, they were all mm-hmm. individually neighborhood mothers because they had their own little spit back. Uh, I remember one thing with Miss Zeddy didn't her and the woman across the street. I remember one day her, her granddaughter said Miss Zeddy couldn't stand that yellow woman. Her and that woman just, oof. But with Miss Zeddy, when they got in their 80s, girl, they go to the mm-hmm. bank together. They was girl like Thelma Louise. But when they was younger, they and didn't get what though? When the mm-hmm. difference, in, like I said, in then and now is even if they didn't get along, they didn't allow to be disrespectful to, the you know, the other mothers. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Nowadays, when, when youth, I'm going to say youth because I'm not going to say kids, when they um, – when the parents or the kid have a problem with an adult, it goes to a whole different level. We wasn't allowed to do that, and it was no, a good time and place. You know, even if the even if the parents didn't agree with each other on certain things, they didn't allow us to be disrespectful to that person. So it was just a better time. I, I miss those times so much. I say it all the time. I tried to bring the block club back together and things because I miss those days. 
I want my grandkids to experience what we experience. You know, a whole family neighborhood, no matter what. It's just a different time. And, you know, I you know what, too? Things. A lot of neighbors don't even know their neighbors. Some people don't even know who they, right. live, who they live next door. They don't even but know. They have nobody here, I don't went door to door since I've been back here these last what is it seven eight years. I don't went mm-hmm. door to door and try. Well, I have got to know people, but that 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 it's not necessarily a good thing because even though I know them, some of them it's not all that you know pleasant. But they do know <laughs> me, and I I can say they do respect me. But it's it's just all a right. different time. We, right. we found that out on the fourth of July when we was down at your house on the fourth of July. And you guys uh-huh. were doing your fireworks, and Jerome uh-huh. tried to go across the street to help the Mexicans sweep the stuff up. They looked at Jerome like right. crazy. Which this is what they told him. Exactly. What going over here? You don't like us. Jerome, like I don't even know you. What? <laughs> and and, and Jerome you know was trying crazy. to help sweep the stuff up out the middle of the street. The Mexican guy said, "What you doing over here? You don't like us." <laughs> And, and, and that's funny. And I don't and know and what's you going know, on down on that go, street. My grandkids go over there and play all the time. And why would you assume? Why would you assume that somebody from over here? I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that's what the reason was. Don't mm-hmm. like you. I speak every day. I speak to everybody on the street every day. When I drive by and stay outside, I blow my horn and I. I'm stopping. I say, "How you doing?" You know me, Jeanette. That's just my mm. personality. So, but it's, it's, it's just, it still didn't stop him from sweeping up them fireworks and still going across the street over there exactly. talking to him. Exactly. Because still, you, you know, and I sat there in your driveway area while he was across the street helping the Mexicans exactly. clean up. The street. Yeah, and that's but how they you know. Those, and he, no, I said, "I don't know what's going on." And, and the sad part about it is, he had been on that street since he was a teenager himself. Exactly. Because you know, they're, they're different from us. They, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, they Johnny come lately, but we've been here and we know the type of people that we encountered on this street and around the corner and all that. Right. These people are not the same. They came in and it's a whole different vibe. Yeah, we like I said, we didn't go to like we said. Them neighborhood mothers made us who we are. Mm-hmm. They've made it, you know, they made good or bad, because we know good and well, neither one of our parents wasn't the best. You know, they were mm-hmm. good people, but we know that they had to get down. Mm-hmm. And I don't never hide. My mother wasn't, a, you know, no goody two-shoes goody two by far. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, her heart was good. She, cause she took mm-hmm. a whole lot of people, and she, you know, she brought them into that, that love, that hug. But yeah, we know she. You know, we all know she wasn't. So you remember that girl? Her walk. I don't know if you remember or not. Her walking around there with that bumper jack to get uh, uh, that boy. Um, oh my goodness! Um, oh Tamar. So we know she wasn't a goody too soon. She had a bumper girl. jack. She attacked Tamar, that boy. Tamar. Trust and believe. Tamar probably deserved it. <laughs> Oh, he did. He did. She didn't go around there for nothing. She didn't go around there for nothing by a long shot. She did not. But, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, they they, they was who they were and with no apologies. 
Right, and they accepted the kids for who they were. They didn't judge yeah. them. Girl, they would clean them up, drop them off at the hospital. I remember Jean messed around. I don't know why that boy did that to her, Dion. Jean always had an axe behind her front door. Mm-hmm. Dion go call himself, go tease Jean with the axe. Jean picked up the axe and cut the boy's finger. Boy, he had to drop him off at the hospital because she couldn't go in the hospital because she went to jail for that. So she dropped him off. And I'm like, why would you with her like that? Leave her alone. You know, but it, it was just some of those things that they knew if they needed something, they went to Miss Jean. If Jean needed something, she went to them. Jean would go to the dope spot and get our lunch money. Or the bookie joint to go get school clothes. I'm like, who do that? You know, who do that? But I know she didn't know any better because she learned that from her environment. And then it mm-hmm. passed on from generation to generation to generation. But the thing is, yes, Sean, I too, I miss those days. I miss the family get together. I miss the holidays. I miss, I miss yeah. all. I miss all I of miss that. the block parties that we all got together and 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 had a good time. I miss those. That's why I do so much to try to keep us, you know, together. I, mm-hmm. I try hard. But to you know, know that. whenever you tell me if I'm there, I show up. You know, because that's exactly. the only way we can keep these memories alive and not feel sorry mm-hmm. for ourselves because we're not responsible for their life because we got our own life to live. We have our own legacy, the things that we're mm-hmm. doing, the differences that we're making. But I don't want to forget those that came before us. I don't want to – I always want to make sure that I acknowledge these people and, and what they've done to the community. Like Ms. Williams. Samantha, you know when I got mad at Ms. Williams. Okay, oh, stop with Ms. Williams. Yeah. Well, upset with Miss Williams because she could have told me no. I, I, knew right. she like, I knew she was like my mother. But if I come to you and ask you to cater my mother's funeral, all you had to do mm-hmm. is say no, I'm busy. She did not have to do that to me. But mm-hmm. I'm going yeah, on a trip in January. I'm going on a trip. I still, whenever they call me or whatever, I'm still making myself available. And when Miss Williams died, I was one of the first people at her funeral because I knew it wasn't what? her to know, but she didn't like my mama. She didn't like my grandmama either. And, like, and right she didn't like her grandmother before but she didn't regardless, like But regardless, if she didn't like your mother, at the end of the day, respect is respect. And that, right. you, don't, you don't hold grudges like that, especially after somebody is deceased. I say, now, I don't understand that. I, I truly don't. Because, I, I mean, we None of us is not she 100%. She told me she would do it, and when I followed up with her, she wouldn't answer my phone call. So what I did, I called her from another phone number. <laughs> and she answered. You were mad. And I know I don't like that for, for um. I, I don't know, know if I ever told you that, but... But I called her from another number because she was ignoring my phone calls. So I called her from an unrecognizable number. She answered. And I, 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 don't, I don't like those type of things because 
we know, like I said, our mothers. My, my my mother would really go hard, and it's sometimes I would be so. I don't know if I should say ashamed because I wasn't ashamed, but I would be scared for other people because she would go so hard, you know. I was embarrassed, but I was embarrassed. When we became young adults, I was embarrassed. I remember one time my sister was pregnant, and I was dating this guy, and we were sitting in my room, and my mother was a protector. And my mother said, I will take him and beat your ASS with him. Now, I'm trying to figure this out in my head. How you going to take this one and beat this one up with him? Girl, that was one of their phrases. I say that a lot now. She wrapped her on. Well, listen, she stood up, grabbed him by the shirt, and threw him into the other guy, and they both almost fell out my patio window. I said, "Uh uh-uh, get out. All y'all got to go. Because Jean didn't care who she fight. Male, female, child, animal, she didn't care. She did not care. I remember the time, Pastor, when that guy had done something to you. And here come me, Gene, and Mama. Anthony. Anthony outside lifting Volkswagen's front end, Volkswagen, when the motor is in the back. So, hell yeah, you can lift the front end, Anthony. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, he got his ass by my mother and my sister. Jean had a you nice know what? Scene. She clocked him. I still saw him. I didn't want to fight. I was like, I'm going to tell him to because y'all going to check. <laughs> you know, you know, um, you remember, um, Jeanette, my, uh, Jean and my mother had problems when we was kids. And when they got older, they used to get just to walk down there on that porch. And this was after, you know, um, um, Jean was diagnosed. And sit there and laugh and talk for hours and hours. All of that was real women. You know, I never knew what jeans and soup. I never knew. I never got huh? in the middle of it. I never knew what jeans and no. soup beef was. A, I never knew. It wasn't. But the it, thing was, it, was, it was nothing. It, it, it was we never, never let it affect our friendship. We uh-uh. never let it bother us. We never, never. Even when Sue would see me and I looked like Jean, I knew that mm-hmm. she would look at me like I looked like Jean, but I never treated Sue like that. We never had that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, I'm telling so you I, what the end was. I was dated it was, Byron. It was just a few years. It was just a few His years. His always I, I was going to be like my mama. And she would make uh-huh. it seem like he was good for me. Wait a minute. Hold your son the one that's doing I didn't do all of that. But when she no, got what to it is, is they were too much alike. That's what it, yeah, that's I know. All it was. They were too much alike. But but at the end, like I said, them last few years, Sue would sit on that porch with Jean, and they would laugh and talk about all the bull crap that they back in the day. And and that's right. like I said, because they was two of a kind. That's all it was. They were mm-hmm. two of a kind. I yeah, and like I never knew what it was about, but I know Gene and Dupree was tight. Gene and Damon was mm-hmm. tight. You were getting exactly. You know, so I, I was a I little was quiet like, one back in the day. Like, I told you that you ain't, I ain't going straight. <laughs> if I didn't, if I wasn't here, because you know, like you know, um, Sue's hours of work, 
If I wasn't here doing what she for what I was supposed to do, oh, it was gonna be a hell of a pay when she got home at midnight. So yeah, yeah. she had me scared straight. I'm keep it real. But um, let me tell you, I can't name names, but I don't know if you remember this situation. Um, this this guy was literally, um, I guess he called himself Punk and um, Sean. I don't know if you remember Sean, but um, the guy, and he pushed him in his forehead with his finger, you know, and he went and got a gun from, you know, from Dupree, of course, and he went down the middle of that street shooting that dude. I don't know how many times he shot him. But Dupree put him in the back of the car and hit him and drove him to my house in Long Beach. I told you, she was ride or die. She was mm-hmm. ride or die. It wasn't no joke. Mm-hmm. See, like I said, I she was trouble you got yourself in, no matter what. Oh, they got your back. They got, like I said, mm-hmm. I remember Damon running down the street shooting at somebody. Excuse me, Miss Jane, excuse me. I really, really don't. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that situation I was talking about. They blamed on Dupree. They said it was Dupree, and it wasn't even Dupree. I don't remember what it was about because I was just at Compton. I'm just visiting, and I'm just watching them run up and down the street. But it was about respect. They respected Gene's mm-hmm. house. Even when they started breaking in the neighborhood home, I'll never forget, girl. I got to say, girl, I'm on my way to Vegas. My alarm goes off. I called Brenda Polidor first. Got the number across the street. Called Jeffrey. I said, Jeffrey, I know my mother ain't alive, but I'm going to let you know my alarm just went off. And if I come home, if I'm missing bubble gum, we going to have a problem. Girl, I'm thinking, y'all done sold everything I got. Because they started breaking, they, the, the neighborhood became so disrespectful, they started breaking into each other's houses. It's like, uh-huh. really? I got me jacked up. Y'all think y'all going to come here and rob me. And it was crazy because when I got back from the teacher said, Mom, you want to go back home? I said, no, I ain't going back home. I'm at the state line now. I'm not turning around going back home. So we went to Vegas. We still had fun. When I got home, I called Fish and I called Pee Wee, and they had checked everything out and everything was fine. But when I got home, I was so embarrassed. Jeffrey saw me and said, Jeanette, was your bubble gum missing? The wind that blew the mailbox open. And that's the way we put the mailbox. It actually made the alarm. And I'm thinking, them little suckers done broke in the house. And when I get back to Compton, I'm kicking somebody's butt. But I'm glad that to this day, because of my mother, they still respect the house. They still respect right. me, my daughter. And that's because my mother earned it. She deserved it like everybody else do. But she put, and she had a legacy. And, Sean, I thank you, even though I wasn't there when you did the honoring, the pictures on the board, and when you included right. my mother, I thank you mm-hmm. for that, to just include her in that, because she never really felt like she fitted in in that neighborhood. She never did, because we battled with the people on Anzac. We battled with the people in Front Hood. My family had their own thing. I remember when, when we got arrested, they said we were three generations of gang members. I ain't never been no gang, but they consider right. my family within itself. Because when it came to that, we had my mom, grandmama in the front hood, my mama over here back then, they was considering it the pocket. Then we had my Aunt Sylvester over there in the fruit town. You didn't want to mess with us. Cause they didn't Not know at all. <laughs> 
That's exactly where it was done to him at, in Dee Dee's garage, because I made and him a play. And he told me, I ain't never seen that McDonald's. And he told me, I ain't never seen that McDonald's. He told me, I ain't never seen that McDonald's. He told me, I ain't never seen that McDonald's. He told me, I ain't never seen that McDonald's. He told me, I ain't never seen that McDonald's. Really? <laughs> I didn't even argue. <laughs> you say he thought he was special? Uh-uh. uh-uh. My story with Derek is I've been with Derek called Chief the Side Dude. And he had to realize he was a side dude. I, you was a side dude for 15 years. <laughs> he thought about that like, <laughs> Derek going to get all up in Keith's head. That was just wrong. Please, remember, just leave him alone. What's the side dude? You was a side dude up until the day you got married. For 15 years. You stayed the side dude for 15 years, and you got the nerve to be telling that man and putting all that stuff in that man's head. <laughs> <laughs> all Keith can't remember, he called me the side dude. I'm not really the side dude. <laughs> Maddie wasn't all. no help, though. She loved that. Who? Oh, I know. I know. They, they drove that man crazy. That was cold. Maddie showed you. They did, girl. Well, a lot of this, like I said, is just learned behaviors. <laughs> just learned behaviors. That's all. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for joining. Samantha, I don't know what you're going to do the rest of the day. I know I got clients I still got to see. I probably won't make it to the cemetery to probably this weekend to go put flowers in a grave because, you know, I go every year and I send you pictures. So that's right. basically what I do because I'm in Oceanside today, so I'm not in L.A., so I can't go today. But I right. just want to thank those that say, you know, like you're talking about a reunion. I went to my Willowbrook reunion this year, Samantha, and people thought I was a goat. They couldn't even, they said, some of the guys were looking at me like, I can't even look at you. You look like your mama. It was like, your mama was fine right. back in the Right. You know, it reminded me of when Sean was talking about somebody being Miss Parker. Because you know James. <laughs> That was, uh, they called Bliss Miss Parker. <laughs> Miss Parker. <laughs> so, right. you know, all the stuff was like, you know, your mama was fine. I was like, ooh, get away from me. You know, so those were just some of the things. You know, mama was the gangster, Jean was the Miss Parker, because she wanted to be cute, but she was still a gangster. You know, but these are things right. and traditions, but they held down their family. They neighborhoods. We never had to ask for nothing. We never went without anything. You know, we did. We, ain't we never had been to. Like, we we ain't never been homeless. They, Girl, they, never. they was some. They were some real mothers, riders. You know, leaders. All that rolled up into one. I Not to mention they taught us how to be women. I, I, I like going to jail, but I. <laughs> no. But but just think about it. No matter what the, the things they did, wrong and right, it made us stronger women. How to, it it did. You know, your mother, your, your mother and grandmother never went to jail for the wrong shit they did. No. I know. Right. I know. I know. Because you know what, Sarah, Jean took ill on February 8th was when she really, really went bad. Jean beat mm-hmm. up and stabbed Jimmy on New Year's Eve, her and Angel. I didn't even come down there. I'm not going to jail with y'all. Y'all got this man walking up down the street bleeding, leaking, all because of something Angel told Jean 
and Jean and Angel beat the hell out of, G- out of Jimmy. Now, when I got uh, mad, when I went to the mortuary and me and Jimmy got to it, but I came home and you saw in my face I was upset. And I didn't want the man yeah. to be the beat. So I tried to, you know, <laughs> beat. We ain't got to keep on you beating for to get you know. I told you that, you know what, no matter what, because I'm, I'm when, um, um, I, I don't know if you, I told you this story, Jeanette, but when, um, when I went to El Segundo and the five girls jumped on me and I came home and told Sue, I wasn't, I was just telling her, you know, just to tell her, because you know I wasn't going to be crying or none of that. Do you know that lady walked me to every one of them them five um, girls' house and called, called their mama out and told them, send your daughter out, because if they... They they fought all five of them fought together. I want them to fight a one on one. No, it probably wasn't the best. Thing, if we if we start talking it. about that, that's a whole nother show because we done had some fights back in our days where Jean would have Samantha mm-hmm. sitting on the steps by the church while I'm walking down the street to see who was gonna try to jump on me, and they knew better than to try to jump on me. I remember my I called it my grandma Donna told me one day she ran into some girls and they was like, "What you doing over here? Are we here to jump Jeanette? You don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Hello? Because you never knew who was in the bushes in the trenches that was going to come and get you. So, you know, that was a learned behavior. We we didn't we, mm-hmm. we, we didn't play that. We really didn't play that. Like I said, I wasn't mm-hmm. messing with nobody for no reason. I didn't just jump on nobody for just mm-hmm. no reason. But if you was messing nope. with somebody that I loved, I ain't going to watch that go down like that. I, was, I, was I didn't mess with nobody either, but I would, you know, Damon them was quick to come and get me to fight for them, especially if it was girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I did fight boys, too, to be honest. But, you, you know, them. in the day, like I said, I didn't no, kick on nobody. All these people, you know, so it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay, um, I got to go because I got clients texting me, and let me go oh, and get right. back so you guys take care, and thank you for joining me. And until next week, remember, you got this. If there's anything, subject, topic you want to talk about, let me know. I appreciate you guys. Love you, Auntie. Enjoy the rest of your day. Love you, Sean. Take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk to you guys you. later. I love you, too. Right. I don't know if you remember me, but I do remember you. So you guys have a good one. God bless. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.